Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 269 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by Howard. He writes, one suggestion I have for your program is to diversify the focus to other kinds of instruments, especially large British and American instruments that have pistons and toe studs. A program on the recommended piston settings for a 30 minutes or so recital on the organ with, say, six general and six each of the divisional pistons would be great. Thanks. So, obviously, um, this type of situation when you play modern instruments, not only British and Americans, is very common, Osha, right? Yes, but what kind of problem it is, I don't really comprehend, you know, the question, I think. Uh, Howard probably wants to know what kind of pieces could you play on an organ with general and divisional pistons. Anything. Right? Anything. You could play anything, basically. If you if you have an opposite situation, mechanical, purely mechanical historical organ, let's say from seventh uh, century or eighteenth century, then your choices are very limited. Sure, but on but the modern instruments with you know the combination system of you know pistons, you could play anything. Right. It doesn't mean all the pieces will sound. Uh, equally well That's right. or interesting but you surely could play anything because if you are playing on purely mechanical instrument you are limited you know not to choose pieces that need a lot of you know registration changes sudden registration sudden yes mm-hmm. because it's sometimes it's simply impossible to do all of them but if you have you know piston system so that's not a problem Okay, so our, our friend Paulus is is about to play a 30-minute recital in our cathedral in Vilnius. And we could uh, a little bit discuss what he is playing. And uh, and yes, he's, he's using those uh, combination action. It's, it doesn't call... It doesn't... Uh, it's not the same as um, pistons and toe studs uh, as in British and American instruments. But it's still modern type of combination action where you can program 
in advance and push the button when you needed to change, right? Yes. So it's the same situation. I could imagine that uh, Polis could uh, travel to another city with uh, with a modern organ, uh, with pistons and toe studs, and perform the same thing. That's right. Again. I think uh, sometimes it's very nice when you can, you know, set up your registration in advance and then just to use, you know, to press the button when you need to change it. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did in London now. Well, exactly, yes. yes. So, Paulus uh, is playing a, a program with five or six pieces, maybe five pieces, and he's using um, five combinations, one for each uh, piece. And I'm uh, helping to turn the pages for him uh, so I know closely what he's doing. So basically, without giving two specific uh, two specific names uh, of the pieces because they are um, less e- frequently performed and not known, you know, uh, we could he- give a simple general ideas, right? First of all, you need variety, uh, contrast, right, Osha? That's right. Uh, loud, soft, fast slow, major, minor, what else? Uh, Those three are the main contrasts you should be aware of in your program. So it's not good to play everything uh, fast, right? Or everything slow, or everything uh, loudly, or everything very softly, or everything just in a major key. Although it would be possible, of course, if it's a festive occasion uh, or just in a minor key, it would be perhaps too sad. You need variety, at least one or two pieces. Well, what could you say, you know, if you have, let's say, six general, as you know, Howard told, six general persons, what would you do? What would be your you know, registration suggestion? What would you keep on those six general pistons? Um, so Let's say if you would be a church musician. Uh-huh. Church organist. Probably for general if I'm really uh, scared to do the ch- stop changes by myself, right? And, and I want to create a system where I could uh, just sit sit on the bench and play whatever is in front of me and I push the button and it will sound, you know, sort of okay. Not perhaps perfect, but okay. So then six uh, combinations, pistons would, would probably be pianissimo, piano, Right, uh, mezzo piano, mezzo forte, forte and fortissimo. Sort of like Mendelssohn recommends this kind of dynamic uh, gradi- gradation. And what would you use for you know divisional pistons? Would you do like some 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 combination for like solo voices with you know reeds or corne stops? Obviously, yes, because you need. Uh, um, to have solo registration sometimes in the right hand or in the left hand 
uh, and the other hand could put play the accompaniment. That's what I would do. Uh, I would check my instrument uh, for nice solo stops. Cornet, as you mentioned, cromorn, oboe, trumpet, uh, what else? Uh, Vox humana sometimes works well. Um, those those few are the main ones. Oh, flute flute combinations like uh, eight uh, four and a fifth, eight uh, four and a third, or just uh, eight foot flute and a third, eight foot flute and a, and a two and two thirds. It's possible, you know, to have variety in your uh, colors. Okay, then when you have you know, an instrument with you know piston with the pistons, do you use the sequencer if it has one or not? Do you think it's a good idea to use sequencer? Let's say your mm-hmm. organ has not a six general but you know many pistons mm-hmm. like we had at Peace Auditorium at Eastern Michigan University. Have you used sequencer? Yes I did. I have and I would use it if I'm playing, you know, my pieces from the beginning until the end without stopping for the performance like this for the for concert. And um, and this is useful because you don't have to worry about pressing, uh, you know, correct number of pistons. But yes, and what would happen if you would miss to push it once, or you would push twice instead of once? Then you would have a different registration. I know, but then you would be screwed, not? Don't you think so? Obviously, yes. Obviously, you have to be really careful. It has those disadvantages, too. Um, But it's, again, a big help if you... If you are traveling organists, you know, used to one particular type of setting uh, with toe pistons, toe studs and uh, pistons, then you don't have to worry where exactly this piston is, under which key number two or number four is. You just look at where the sequencer is. Sometimes you depress it with your foot, sometimes with the hand. And I think, you know, advantage of, you know, having piston and toe system is that you only need, you know, to program your registration for a particular recital once and you have it. Next time when you will come back, you know, to rehearse, you don't have to set up it again. So it saves time. Exactly. Local organist probably will tell you what number to use. That's right. What memory level. And you're free to do whatever you want within that memory level. So that's the idea about uh, using uh, toe studs and um, pistons for registration changes. Right? It saves a lot of time. Um, but you have to also think about divisionals, right? So that your uh, right-hand registration and left-hand registration would have a right. Yes, true. Mm-hmm. On a, one last thing, Osha. On a big organ with, let's say, 100 stops, would you ever play without combination system? 
or just uh, pulling the stops by hand. Well, I might do that, but probably not during recital. I did that uh, for trying out the organ at St. Paul's Cathedral when I improvised for for maybe five six minutes. I created those registration changes and even dynamic changes with my hands only. But you know, I was free to create whatever I wanted because I was creating the music spontaneously. If you're playing from the sheet of music, then you're restricted by what's what's in front of you. And that's yes. why combinations and pistons are helpful. True. Thank you guys, this was interesting discussion. We hope this was helpful to you. Please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online, where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony, with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for your SS courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner, and I have committed to taking the time to get it right as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Ron writes, Hi with the Santosha. Thank you guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Osha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue, and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video 
how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. This was Vidas and Osha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.